0: Well, thank you, Pastor Josh. Thank you for being here this morning. Hey, those of you watching online at our Rossville campus, thank you for joining us there as well. Matthew chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, I'm winding down my sermon, summer sermon series called FAQ, Answer to Your Questions About the Christian Life, which is what Jesus did. Matthew 6 and 7, he went through and really gave us a bunch of how-to sermons, and so we've been looking at those how to not be self-righteous, how to have a devotional life, prayer time, how to give, not worry, uh, how to not be critical, how to get what you want, how to change the world. Last week we looked at two more sermons and uh, two of my favorite. Today I want to preach on this subject. Very straightforward. Jesus told us how to get to heaven. Matthew chapter 7 and just hold your Bibles. We'll stand there and turn. Uh, We'll turn and uh, stand in just a moment to read. Well, Uh, Let me get there. We have an incredible, incredible road system in America. As a matter of fact, I saw this stat that we have 4.09 million miles worth of roads in the United States of America. Over four million miles of road. Now put that in perspective about how many roads we have in America. That's more roads than China has and more roads than India has over four million miles of roads. And I, I could almost put Roads in three different categories, right? There are adventure roads, disaster roads, and frustration roads. What do you mean by that? Well, here's what I mean. For example, there are there are adventure roads, uh, like the old Route 66 that used to go through America. Route 66, created in 1926, uh, was built as an efficient way to get from Chicago to Los Angeles. It's been known as the, the Mother Road, the Main Street of America, the Will Rogers Highway. of that road is still drivable today and it inspired TVs, movies, music, books. The Greats of Wrath was inspired because of uh, this road. It was decommissioned in 1985 but still you can travel the majority of it today and Route 66 is what I would call an adventure. Then there are the disasters. What do you mean by that? Well, there are the roads that are some of the deadliest roads in the United States. As a matter of fact, do you know what the deadliest road I just read this week in the United States is? It it happens to be right here in Georgia. I-285, or the perimeter as we call it, is 64 mile loop around the uh, city of Atlanta, and the combination of congestion, sharp turns, interchanges, large trucks, Caused it to be named in 2015 by Vox Magazine, the deadliest interstate in America. They, they said 285 averaged 3.5 deaths for every 10 miles of road. It's a disaster. But then there are the roads that are frustrations. Right, We don't have as much of that here. We have some of it sometimes, but like when my wife and I lived in the Atlanta metro area, Gwinnett County, uh, I lived 14 miles from my office and my average commute was an hour and 15 minutes one way. There were red lights that I would wait at for a half a dozen to 10 red light changes before I could get through. Those are frustrations, bro. As a matter of fact, They listed 10 of the roads that are the most frustrating. And number two just happened to be I-285 and 85 interchange. One of the largest bottlenecks in the United States. As a matter of fact, they said that during rush hour, the average speed on I-285 at 85 north is 22 miles an hour. And can I just be honest, from having lived in the area, if you're going 22, you're very, very happy. So one of the most frustrating roads in America just happens to be in Atlanta. Well, uh, also, I thought I'd just share, number five just happens to be in Atlanta. Atlanta. I-75 and 285 is listed as the fifth most frustrating road in the United States. So if you live in Atlanta, congratulations. Two of the top 10 most congested roads in America are in Atlanta. I'll just show you one more. Let me get us out of Atlanta for number seven on the list. Now, uh, the, I'm just giving you three of the top 10 most congested roads in the, in the United States. First two in Atlanta. Let me see if I can get us out of Atlanta. Nope, I couldn't get us out of Atlanta. I-20 and 285 West is considered one of the most congested roads in the United States. And so, hello Atlanta, three of the most congested, frustrating roads in the United States, three out of the top ten, are in our state. Now, everybody that is surprised by that, raise your hand. Roads can be an adventure, they can be a disaster, they can be a frustration. But roads are an important part of our life good, bad, and ugly. The neat thing is, Jesus talked about roads too. But what Jesus talked about when he talked about roads, he talked about only two roads. Jesus talked about, in Matthew chapter seven, two highways. One was a highway to heaven. And one was a highway to hell. It's still the greatest question of life is where are you going to spend eternity? And Jesus talked about two eternal roads. Both roads lead to an eternity. One road leads to an eternity in heaven, the other road leads to an eternity in hell. And can I tell you this this morning, dear friend, that every day of your life, you are traveling at a breakneck speed to your final destination destination. You say, preacher, I'm young. You're not near young enough. Preacher, I have a lot of life left in front of me. You have no idea. If you live to be a hundred years old, you'll look back at your life and you'll say, where did it go? And so Jesus talked about the two roads in the Sermon on the Mount. Where are you going when you die? There are only two possibilities. One is heaven when is hell? I'm not going to ask the question tonight. It's a rhetorical question. Where do you want to go when you die? No matter what's in your life right now, no matter what's in your mind right now, you want to go to heaven when you die. So the question is, how do you get to heaven? Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 7. So would you stand with me as we honor God's word by reading it, Matthew chapter 7. If you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen for you this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 13. Jesus said enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. There are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are raging wolves ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles in the same way every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you'll recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, then we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name. Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, Jesus is about to tell us how to go to heaven. Let me let me walk you through the verses, and then I, I just want to make a few points of application because these are very familiar verses. Jesus starts off in verse 13 and 14 with the concept of roads to eternity, that basically, hear me this morning, all of humanity can be divided into two categories based on the road of life that you're on. So here's what we know. There are people in the room, they're out on a narrow road, they've gone through the uh, narrow gate. There are people in the room that you're on the wide road, you have gone Gone through the wide gate. That narrow road, the path is narrow, it's less traveled, it's difficult to find, Jesus said. However, the narrow road is the only one that leads to life. Then there's the wide road. This road is easily found. It is crowded. You'll have plenty of company. However, it leads to destruction. That's it. No matter who you are today, no matter what your name is, no matter what you think about God, religion, or anything else, there are only two roads to life. One is the narrow road to life. One is the ride road to destruction. Jesus said in verse number 15 to be on your guard that there are actually people in the world who are trying to get you on the wrong road. They want you on the road to destruction and they will they will disguise their intents and purposes to get you on it. I'll call it this morning the devil's sales force that the devil has a sales force and their only job is to get you on the wrong road. You think they're sheep but they're really wolves. Verse number 16 but through verse number 20, Jesus said, what they cannot hide is the results of their product. That people on the way to destruction have destruction in their lives now. That's a good word to hear. Listen to me this morning. Pay attention to the product of somebody's life. When somebody's trying to get you to follow their way Check out the fruit of godliness in their life. Check out the fruit of peace in their life. Check out the fruit of family in their life. Check out the fruit of love in their life. Check out the fruit of joy in their life. Jesus said, you can tell if they're on the right road by whether or not the fruit is evident of the road they're on. Can I just say this? This is not, I shouldn't say this. It's wrong to say, but don't buy diet pills from the fat guy, right? right because they obviously ain't working i shouldn't have said that and this, this is going to go out online but, but you get what i'm saying it's what jesus said it he just said it so much better than me jesus said what's the fruit of their lives they're going around telling you this is the path of joy well do they have joy He's going. They're going around saying, this is the path to contentment. Well, do they have contentment? Check out the fruit of their lives. And then verse number 21, Jesus makes this statement. We're familiar with it. When everything is said and done, there's going to be a lot of people going to cry out about knowing God. But hear me, they don't really know him. And hear me, just because you claim God doesn't mean God claims you. But it's those who do the will of my Father in heaven. We'll talk about what that is. And he said, on that day, there'll be many people who say to me, Lord, Lord. They'll claim all of the things they've done in Jesus' name. Look at the list. The list is impressive. The list is impressive. They've cast out demons. They've done miracles. They've spoken on behalf of Jesus. They've, They've helped the poor. They, they, they tried to enact climate change, help the environment. I'm just trying to get the list up where it is today. We, we've done a lot of things in your name, and here's what Jesus is going to say. I never knew you. Imagine thinking you're going to heaven and standing before a holy God one day and hearing a holy God, the God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, I never knew you can we be honest there's some people in this room this morning that are going to hear unless something changes you're going to hear those words I never knew you there are people watching online there are people watching other places and you're going to hear the words one day unless something changes I never knew you and you're going to panic And you're going to start saying, but God, I went to church on Sundays. And he's going to say, yeah, but I I never knew you. But Lord, I gave in the offering. And he's going to say, yeah, but I, I never knew you. Yeah, but I was a member of a church. Yeah, but I never knew you. Yeah, but I did all these good deeds. Yeah, but I never knew you. Depart from me. And when Jesus says depart from me, it is an eternal departure. So I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that to happen to you. How do we get to heaven? Jesus told us. Let me tell you four things he told us in this passage. Number one, he told us this, that the wrong road has a lot of traffic. The wrong road has a lot of traffic. Now, here's what you're going to have to come to grips with if you want to go to heaven. The majority of the people in the world are not going to heaven. Now, you've got to come to grips with that. That the majority of people around you are not going to heaven. The majority of people in the United States are not going to heaven. The majority of people in the world are not going to heaven. Look at how Jesus described the wrong road. Here's what Jesus said. It's got a wide gate. What does that mean? You can easily get on the road. There's no gatekeeper on that road. You can get on the road easily and you can reach the destination easily. Anyone and everyone can go this way. A gate normally implies restrictions or a denial of access, but not this one. This gate is is cast open wide anybody and everybody can get through this gate but then he said it's a broad road what do you mean there's plenty of room for everyone on this road they make a way for any and all no matter what you believe or how you live you can get on this road can I just make this statement Here, here's here's what he said look at this can I make this statement before I show you that can I can I make this statement it's not hard to go to hell it's not hard to go to hell. You know what you have to do to go to hell today? Absolutely nothing. Why? Because the gate is swung open wide and the road is wide and anybody can get on this road. And can I tell you anybody is on that road? Can I tell you who's on this broad road? Religion is on the road to hell. Religion says, hey, this road is fine. As long as you believe something, you can get on this road liberalism is on this road to hell those that would deny that the bible is the word of god that kind of liberal is on this road to hell cults are on this wide road to hell listen there's different philosophies on this road how about this live how you want is on the road to hell everything is okay is on the road to hell do what makes you happy is on the road to hell love wins is on the road to hell Find your inner happiness is on the road to hell. Live out your truth is on the road to hell. You do you is on the road to hell. All roads lead to heaven is on the road to hell. We all worship the same God is on the road to hell. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere is on the road to hell. Good works will get you to heaven is on the road for hell. What's right for you may not be right for me is on the road to hell. Your truth is not my truth is on on the road to hell yeah. listen and the one thing they all have in common is that they are all wrong and headed for destruction hell and look at what Jesus said it's a broad road it's a wide gate many many will go through it it's a crowded place with plenty of room if you ask the average person they're on this road you ask your average Hollywood star, they're on the road. You ask the average politician, they're on the road. Ask a TikTok influencer, probably on the road. Ask a talk show host, they're on the road. Ask a CNN newscaster, they're on the road. I'm telling you that if you are, did I say that? <laughs> that must have been the Lord. I don't know where that came from, but... Um, Nobody watches CNN anyway, so you don't even know. If, if you're looking for company, can I tell you this? If you're looking for company, this is a road to be on. Why? All your beliefs get validated on this road. All of them. Doesn't matter what you believe. As long as you believe. Well, well of course, unless you're Hitler or somebody. Now, I mean, that, that doesn't count. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, no. He, he's on that road too. The wrong, hear me, hear me. The wrong road is busy. The wrong road is fun. The wrong road is full of excitement. You can make friends on the wrong road, but there's just one problem. You will wind up in a devil's hell at the end of that road. The wrong road sounds like the right move, but it'll be the worst decision you've ever made now and in eternity. I know, it, I know somebody, all of you here, all of us, right? All of us. All of us have done something stupid in our lives. Like we've all messed up big. I want you to think for just a moment. I want you to close your eyes just for a half second. And I want you to think about the dumbest thing you've ever done, the worst mistake you've ever made. All right? Just think. You, you, you don't need three seconds. All right, you're good. You, somebody had five things come to your mind. Just that one's all I need. What you've never done is something as dumb as the 1904 Olympic marathon. Now, now here, here's a picture of the winner at the end of it. Uh, let me tell you about a little bit about the 1904 Olympic Marathon. They had zero stations for water on the 26-mile course. So they turned loose the people, forgot to give them water. They accidentally gave North American competitor Tom Hicks a cocktail made of egg whites, brandy, and rat poison. And he was sick and hallucinated the entire race. They had a guy come into the race late wearing a beret and cut off slacks, but they'd not fed him in 40 hours. So he snuck into an apple orchard and he ate rotten apples and he projectile vomited on the track and fell asleep in the middle of the road for hours. And he came in fourth place. (laughs) Not a joke. They, they conducted the race on a dusty road, which caused so much dust to be kicked up into the air that the, an American runner somehow inhaled so much dust that he tore his stomach lining and had to be carried off in an ambulance. I don't even know how this happens. They accidentally let feral dogs loose onto the track. I, I don't know. But the apparent winner of the marathon was disqualified when they discovered he had hitched a ride for large portions of the race. Do you remember Tom Hicks, the guy who ate the rat poison and was hallucinating? He won. That's him there. Good old Tom came in first place. Though he doesn't remember it, he did come in first place. The 1904 Marathon is considered the greatest mess up in Olympic history, the greatest mess up even in sports history, the most disastrous event in sports history. And I tell you that to say this, as big of a mess up as it is, it doesn't hold a candle to you getting on the wrong road to eternity. You say, preacher, I can never do something that stupid. Yeah, but you're doing it right now. You are on the wrong road to eternity and you feel okay about it because there's a lot of traffic on the road. You've got a lot of company on the road. And the fact is, you don't have to do anything to get on this road. Can I give you the bad news today? You're born on this road. You have to intentionally take an exit. You won't lack for validation on this road. You won't lack for encouragement on this road. But hear me, it ends in disaster. And there's plenty of people on it. But hear me, it will ruin Your life. The right road has a lot of traffic. You'll have a good time and plenty of friends, but you'll end up in a place called hell. That leads me to the second thing Jesus told us was this, and that's the right road just has one lane. Jesus contrasted, right? He said, uh, He said, Well, let me tell you about the other road. There's a narrow gate, meaning there is some restriction, there is a guard at this gate it is a difficult to find the road it's not hard it's hard to find because we're not sharing the story but it's hard to get on it almost doesn't make sense and then he said there are few few that will find it although it's a narrow gate it's not crowded most people are not choosing the road you say well Who is this gate? What is this gate? And what is this road? Jesus said this in John 10 verse 9. Jesus said, I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The right road has a gatekeeper, and his name is Jesus. Hear me. It means he alone gets to decide who's on this path. It means he is the only way and the only one who can save. It means he is the only road to heaven. The right road has just one lane, and his name is Jesus. It is a one-way, one-lane highway, and the name of the highway Jesus we went uh, I took my wife most of you know it now we we went to Niagara Falls the other day I took her there for our wedding anniversary surprised her and took her there we went on the Canadian side but we had to land in Buffalo New York which meant we had to cross the border so we got off the plane. I had gotten us a car to take us over to Canada and, and I and, and the guy drove us up to the border and I said, Hey, you can just let us out right here. And I just grabbed our luggage and I walked straight across and just waved at the Canadian officers and be like, dude, we're just staying for a couple of days, no need to check us out. And I just walked on over to the Canadian side. That did not happen. You know what we'd do? We'd have our passports. We had to fill out an app that gave us permission to get into Canada. And then we had to wait in a single file line for 90 minutes, be interviewed by a border guard who were all armed and carrying weapons to make sure we did not get in the wrong way. They told us there were three bridges to get into Canada in that section right there. And you know what I couldn't do? I could not make my own way into Canada. If I decided to swim the Niagara River, you know what they would have done? Shot me. Why? Because there is a process of entry, and that was the only way for me to get into Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, is I had to go through the process of entry in order to get on that road. Can I be honest with you? If we're guarding Canada that much, who really cares, right? Like we're guarding Canada that way. If we're guarding Canada that much, how much more is God guarding heaven? Not to keep people out, but to keep heaven pure. Not to keep people out, but to make sure you go through the one gate to make sure you get on the right road. The, you're only getting in one way, and that is through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So hear me this morning. The road to heaven is singular. All roads do not lead to heaven. Sincerity does not lead to heaven. Church membership does not lead to heaven. Good works, good deeds, moral lifestyle, being a good neighbor, none of that gets you into heaven. Only Jesus gets you into heaven, and He's the one that said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life, and no one, nobody comes to the Father except through me. Hear me this morning, if you want to go to heaven, you have to go through Jesus. What road are you trying to sneak into heaven on? You say, preacher, I'm in church this morning. doesn't matter. There, there, there are tons, innumerable amounts of church members who who are trying to sneak into heaven. You're trying to get in on your church membership, your good works, your giving, your serving, mama's religion, granddaddy's religion. Can I tell you it won't work? You'll stand before God one day empty-handed, without hope, without help, without mercy, no grace. The time of grace is gone if you try to get in any other way than accepting Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. So the third thing Jesus tried to tell us about getting to heaven, number three, he said the wrong way has a lot of salespeople. There's a word he used. In the Greek, here's the word. I don't put a lot of Greek words on the screen, but I thought you could see this one. You could see the English transliteration of the word. Pseudo-prophetes. Pseudo-prophetes. It means false prophets. You, under, you recognize the word pseudo Prophet, pseudo prophetess false prophets. Jesus said that there are going to be those people who come along who are literally false prophets. They are not the voice of God. They are not his way or his word. They are false heart prophets. But now hear me, look this way. I need your attention. They look harmless. We, can I say this about a false prophet? They're not wearing red suits and horns and carrying a pitchfork. You know what they look like? They look like an afternoon talk show host. Jesus said they look like sheep, but they'll lead to destruction. They look like sheep, but they're really wolves. I don't mean to pick on her. She's been picked on so much on Sunday mornings, but she was the prophetess of some of this years ago when Oprah said, I watched her say it, there are many paths To what you call God. There are many paths to what you call God. Oprah who'd claimed to be a Christian. Well, there are many paths to what you call God. A false teacher, a pseudo prophet, a salesman for hell. Anyone who espouses any other way to God than Jesus is a pseudo-prophet. And they're lying to get your soul into hell because they are deceived themselves. Like, can we say, we're good, decent folk, right? You're, you're, unless you're a Tennessee fan, man, you're good, decent folk, right? You're just, you're just good people. Even Tennessee fan, man, they, they're good people. We have a hard time believing people lie to us, but you know, studies show that people will lie to us. For example, we know this, the average American tells 11 lies a week. That's you, Tell eleven lies a week. Did you know? But we would say this: eighty-nine percent of all lies fall in the little white lies category, and only eleven percent are big lies. I don't know what the differentiation is. That's how we di- differentiate. But get this: the same study found fifty-one percent of fibs are told to friends, friends; twenty-one percent to family members; eleven percent to school or work colleagues. Just nine percent of our lies are told to strangers. We're, we're not telling lies to people we don't know. We're telling lies to people we love. But get this. If you'll lie to the people closest to you, hear me. The sales force of hell will lie to you without a blink, without blinking an eye. Hear me this morning. Don't get your theology from the music you hear on Spotify. Don't get your theology from a movie or from a Hollywood star or from TikTok or from social media or from a talk show or from CNN. Get your theology from the Bible when it says, thus says the Lord. Can I tell you, that is not a lie. And When we, we ordained these three men Wednesday night, and listen, they had to affirm that the Bible is the word of God. Why in the world do we listen to Hollywood stars on how to get to heaven? They cannot stay out of jail and rehab. But we're really going to take their theological advice without one drop of theological training? What is wrong with us? I'm just telling you, the wrong way has a lot of salespeople. They stand at the wide gate and say, come on, y'all. We'll take all y'all. We'll take all y'all. Point number four, I'm done. Point number four, Jesus said this, who you know determines where you go. So all this is going to make an interesting and sad showdown at the last judgment. People are going to be confused. You're going to be confused. Literally, you are going to be confused. Because listen, here's what you're going to say. You're going to say, wait a minute, Jesus, didn't we tell others about heaven? Didn't we invite people to church? Didn't we do amazing things? Didn't we sing? Didn't we perform miracles? Didn't we help people? Didn't we fix the environment? Didn't we stop global warming? Didn't we bring equality to all people? Didn't we do all that? And here's what you'll discover. None of that will get into heaven. Heaven is not about what you have done. It's about what Jesus has already done on the cross and at the resurrection. And you just accepting what he's already done on your behalf. So if you try to get in any other way, here's what you'll hear. I never knew you. This right here tells us all we need to know about going to heaven. It's all about who you know. Jesus is the gatekeeper. Jesus is the gate. And Jesus is the way. Who you know determines where you'll go. Close your Bibles. I'm finished. There's a psychological... um, profile called erotomania. Erotomania is a term, you're not going to be familiar with the term, but you're going to be familiar with the the condition, psychological condition. It's when you think someone is in love with you, but they're not, especially someone of a higher status. It afflicts women far more than it afflicts men, but it does afflict men. It may be a person you've never met, most of the time it is. They might be famous like a politician or an actor. You can be so sure of your love with that person that you think you're in a relationship with this person and you may not be able to accept the fact. Otherwise, a person with erotomania thinks a specific person is sending them special glances or, get this, telepathic messages to secretly communicate their desire for them. Sometimes a person even thinks their body posture or their arrangement of objects are signs of the other person's longing for them. There are a few famous cases of it, but probably no case more famous than this. John Hinckley Jr., who attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, 1981. John Hinckley's Jr., erotomania was focused on Jodie Foster. Jodie... Hinkley became obsessed with Foster after watching the movie Taxi Driver and when she attended Yale University he moved to Connecticut and stalked her the whole time she was there. Unable to establish any meaningful communication with Foster he devised several plans to get her attention including the plan to assassinate Ronald Reagan. He wasn't mad at Ronald. He's just trying to get her attention. Right before he shot President Reagan, he penned these words. Over the past seven, he penned them to Jodie Foster. Over the past seven months, I've left you dozens of poems, letters, and love messages in the faint hope that you could develop an interest in me. Although we talked on the phone a couple of times, I never had the nerve to simply approach you and introduce myself. The reason I'm going to head with this attempt now is because I cannot wait any longer to impress you. Because a good assassination always impresses the girls. See, John Hinckley Jr. thought, John Hinckley Jr. thought that he and Jody had a relationship. But guess what? They didn't. They didn't. Would you stand with me across the room? Hear me this morning. A lot of delusional people are going to show up in heaven one day in eternity, and you're going to think you have a relationship with Jesus, and you don't. Yeah, but I went to church. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, but I was a church member. I went for years. You don't have a relationship. We we tithe, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I was baptized. You don't have. A, I served. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. There's going to be a lot of people standing before God here on the. Roles of a baptist church somewhere or any other kind of church and they're going to hear jesus say depart from me i never knew you it's time this morning that you really really met jesus would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes if you're online jeremy has a word for you just
1: now thank you pastor joel for that great message and what a clear gospel presentation and right now right next door people are responding to the gospel and perhaps God has spoken to your heart where you are this morning and you need to give your heart and life to Christ Pastor Joel a few minutes ago uh, led in a a sinner's prayer and if your desire this morning is to give your heart and life to Christ how you respond is uh, to pull out your phone and uh, text I did IDID to the number 97000. We're going to connect with you. We're going to help you take next steps. We want to celebrate the new life that God has begun in your heart through the power of his Holy Spirit. So, if your uh, desire is to become a Christian this morning, just pull out your phone again and text I did to 97000 and uh, we'll connect with you this week. Hey, it has been fantastic. To worship with you this morning online. I hope that you have a great week. God bless you and we'll see you next week.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to connect with us on social media. For more information about Peavine to get in touch with us or check out one of our services, visit us at peavine.org.
1: Thanks for listening.